Hello and welcome to another episode of Rotation. I'm Jake Nissy here with Mason Leave. How's it going, Mason? I'm doing all right. Glad to be here again. Episode three. Yes, and we we have a good one for you guys today. But first, we're gonna get into a little housekeeping. Mason, what have you been listening to recently? I've been listening to a beautiful Irish musician. Okay. Uh, named Dermot Kennedy. I have heard of him. Are you familiar? Yeah, I'm familiar, yeah. He's an incredible artist. Uh, to tie this in fully to the show, I've listened to him while I put up my clip playing basketball at 4th Street last week. Okay. Um, he kind of spans the horizon of, of, of genres. He, he does a little bit of R&B, a little bit of pop. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I think he was on like Kenny Gates. Like he's he's sort of all over the place. Uh, so I've been listening to Dermot Kennedy. Awesome. I have been listening to a lot of the new slow tie album. Ugly, really interesting album. I don't know why you're making a face. No, <laughs> it's, just, it's just the name of the album I was making a face it's, at. It's, it's not provocative. Yeah, it's provocative. But yeah, but listen to that. Um, really interesting, sort of off center kind of you know a little bit alternative rock in there some more traditional rap cuts but really really good album but enough of that we have a great guest today someone mason knows very well mason tell us about jordan mclaughlin our guest today is jordan mclaughlin just to set the scene for you if you were growing up in los angeles and a high school basketball fan the way that me and my friends were growing up in los angeles between the years of 20 we'll call it 20, 20, 2010 to 2015, yeah. you knew who Jordan McLaughlin was. Especially if you were like a short guy like me and yeah. you're a basketball player because he was a high school phenom. Inspiration of short people. Edwanda High School out in the Inland Empire in Los Angeles. And this kid was a showstopper. You'd see clips of him every single weekend on the internet making the most insane plays you'd ever seen, standing at like 5... At the time, he was probably like 5'10". Um, yeah. So... Jordan McLaughlin caught fire. He then got a scholarship to go play at USC, play basketball at USC. For those of you that don't know, I was the student basketball manager for all four years at USC, uh, partially overlapping with Jordan's time there. Um, and I'll never forget my very first day working with the team. I'm nervous. You know, I'm seeing all these like LA high school basketball legends walking around me. We're up at the Galen Center practice gyms. Yep. And I'm kind of sitting off by myself by the, by the Kool-Aid counter. <laughs> And I see Jordan McLaughlin walk in the gym, and I go, holy shit, like, there he is. And, you know, I probably shouldn't have been starstruck. He was a college athlete. I was, like, a basketball manager. Big loser energy, but that's fine. I'll wear it. And he approaches me, and uh, he's like, hey, what's your name? I was like, my name is Mason. He's like, oh, man, we're so glad to have you. Um, just kind of starts pointing out things that he's like, oh, this is, yeah, this is where we practice. We usually do free throws over here. Like, feel free to rebound over here. Like, yep. if you need anything, just come let me know. He'd already been there a year went out of his way to like introduce himself make me feel comfortable I don't know why I don't even knew if, know if he knew why I was there yeah just and, being a nice guy yeah from that day on and like everyone feels this way everyone just wanted to be Jordan's friend yeah. he was treated like a king because everyone wanted to just be around him all the time because he's just one of those guys that emanates positive energy emanates leadership it's what made him such a great college basketball yeah. player and uh, what he talks about is kind of what, what, what brought him over the odds to be kind of an undersized guard to a, a really successful player in the NBA. Yeah. Now on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, now with the Timber, Timberwolves in his fourth season there, uh, we really enjoyed speaking with Jordan, and uh, we hope you'll enjoy our conversation too. Let's get into it. What's good? How are you? What's up? Good. How are you, Mason? Long time no see. 
know, right? It's been a minute. <laughs> Are you you're you're back in Minnesota? Yeah, we're in Minnesota. We got the Celtics tomorrow. How's your year yeah. been? You feel? I know you're you're out for a little bit, but you're feeling okay. Yeah, yeah, feeling a lot better now. Uh, getting my rhythm back and everything, so everything's good now. I love it. I want to talk about the Timberwolves. You're playing great. You're making a you know, late, late playoff push to get out of that play-on spot. What's the vibe in the locker room right now? Are you guys energized? Are you guys feeling like you got a shot to crack the top six? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we feel great. You know, uh, mm-hmm. all year we our motto has really been, you know, keep the vibes high. Uh, you know, whether you win, lose, or draw, you know, it's a long season. Things happen. People get hurt. People get sick. And uh, it, it, you need literally one through 15 guys on the roster to step up at some point in the season. So mm-hmm. uh, we've kept that mentality uh, all year. And, uh, yeah, we're trying to, you know, get a top spot and get out of the playing game and hopefully solidify a top playoff spot and, and mm-hmm. go from there. What's what's the biggest challenge you guys have faced as a team this season so far, would you say? Um, just injuries, you know, uh, me being out 35 games, Cat uh, hurting his calf as well, being out 40-plus games. So um, just trying to battle through those injuries, uh, that's been our, our biggest battle, honestly. Mm-hmm. Do you do you guys kind of keep track at all of how, how just how close it is in the West? I mean, it's like you lose one game and you could move three, four spots. Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that this year? Yeah, I mean, it's something we, we bring up here and there. Uh, obviously, we all see the standings and know what it is. Uh, it's also in our practice facility as well. So you see it and yeah. you know. But, uh, I mean, it's just a matter of going into each game and, and winning that battle and handling that every single night. Uh, you know, every game is important. And, you know, you can win one game, be a five seed, and lose the next one and be a nine seed. So it's a very close battle. And uh, like, like I said, we're just looking to take it game by game. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So uh, we have a few questions that we kind of like to ask each Music guest. related. Music first. related, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of just evergreen questions. Um, so, you know, let's say you got a game at 7.30. You know, at what point are you kind of starting to get in that game set, mindset, game mindset, putting your music on, and, and what are you listening to to kind of get you into that space? What time of day do the headphones come on? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's different. Like, so, some days I might not listen to music at all. Some days I do listen to music. Um, but to me, it's like if we're on the road or on my way to the arena, that's kind of when I'm getting it into, you know, kind of that mode and that yeah. uh, that vibe. And for me, I'm a little bit different. I'm, I'm not really a rap guy before okay. games. I like to chill like out, to kind of slow it, slow it down, listen to R&B and uh, mm-hmm. kind of calm my nerves and, um, you know, I think that kind of translates into my game. You know, I'm not being rushed out there on the court. I'm, you know, just being, being cool, calm, and collected. So mm-hmm. uh, that might be a little different than some people's answers. Once you, um, once you guys are all in the in the locker room, getting ready for a game, or even after practice or post game, mm-hmm. who's the DJ? Who's controlling the ox? Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> my guy Nate Knight. Nate Knight, uh, he's the guy who handles our, our DJing. Everybody loves, you know, what he plays. He plays all the, the latest stuff that drops. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also plays a couple of tracks that some people might not have yet. So, okay. uh, yeah, Nate Knight does a good job of holding that down. <laughs> does, he, does he take recommendations? Uh, he does. He does. He does sometimes. Uh, um, usually the recommendations are good, so mm-hmm. it's not too bad. <laughs> And and what is he kind of what is he kind of playing when you know when he is having the control of that? Yeah, um, he got a little bit of everything. You know, little baby's hot right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna young thug. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the Atlanta guys, amigos, um, little Drake in there when Drake and Twenty One Savage had dropped. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he plays a little bit of everything. 
and if I could ask, if we were to take this question back to our our college days at SC, was your music taste the same? Was your was your pregame routine the same? What you were listening to? I know we had yeah. we had some we had some uh, interesting DJs in the locker room too, but <laughs> for sure we definitely kicked a, a couple people off DJ and SC. But uh, no, I feel like that's kind of when uh, my personal playlist of slow jams kind of started. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my freshman year, you know, I was a little nervous, so but I was you know listening to Little Baby, like all those high tempo type uh, musics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured out, you know, like, let me just try and slow it down. Listen yeah. to The Weeknd, Bryson Tiller, mm-hmm. um, Eric Bellinger, those type of artists. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I kind of felt it translating into my game while I was on the court. Um, I don't know if it was just getting more comfortable at the college level or just the music, you know, kind of translating to my game as well. So I feel like that's kind of where that started. And then as for in the locker room with the guys, um, it jumped around, you know, first year with Elijah. Benny, Chemezi, um, and then we got Jordan Usher that, that following year. Jordan Usher usually did a good job. So. I, I do remember Jordan Usher uh, uh, manning the Ox for the most part. Where is he? He's in he's in Italy? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in, in Italy. Jonah, he's in Italy. Jonah. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and Chemezi for a time before that, who's obviously now at the Kings. Um, mm-hmm. Do you ever see, do you ever see Chemezi out? I mean, I guess you've, you've played the Kings three times now? Yeah, we played him three times. You say what's up before the game? <laughs> Yeah, we talked before the game. Uh, when they were out here, actually, we played them, like, back-to-back. Not literally back-to-back, but yeah. we had a day in between, and uh, we went and had lunch uh, out here afterwards. So it was always good talks with him. Warms the heart. Warms the yeah. heart. <laughs> so, Jordan, Jordan, you guys kind of have an interesting mix in the locker room. You know, there's there's guys like yourself who are a little bit younger, first two, three years in the, in the league, and is obviously a younger guy. And then you've got guys like Rudy... Uh, and Mike Conley, who have you know, who are more kind of veteran figures. What is kind of the difference in taste between you know between those sort of those ranges? Is there ever you know differences in opinions, kind of arguments about musically, what, yeah, musically in terms <laughs> of what should be getting you know played and and whatnot in the yeah. locker room, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, a couple of times, but it, it's, it's no biggie. Like, it's not a serious <laughs> argument. But uh, sometimes Rudy Rudy likes it a little quieter before games okay. uh, than other people do. So sometimes we turn the music down a little for him. But then, you know, like, say he goes to his court time and he does his pregame stuff while some guys are still chilling in the locker room before their pregame Bump stuff. It up then. Then, we, then we kind of turn it back up. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. kind of we manage with that. But, it, again, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, all, it's all love in the locker room. Mike mm-hmm. Conley, he's great. He's a great vet. Um, he loves the music we listen to. He he wants us to get him hip with all the all the songs and dances and stuff. And he's in there doing his thing as well. So, uh, like I said, man, the vibes are great. It's high and it's it's a fun thing to be around. When you when you talk about good vibes, one NBA player comes to my head. It's Ant and Edwards. Mm-hmm. What's he like in the locker room? Is he is he as charming and as good vibes as he comes off in in the, in the media? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that that dude, man. He's, he's very <laughs> charismatic and. What you got? What you got? See in the media? That's that's what you're gonna get 24 seven with. And, and uh, he's a great, you know, person, great leader, a great teammate, and just an even better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, as Mason said, with good vibes, obviously, you know, the mood might be a little different after a win, after you know, a big overtime victory, whatever, versus losing buzzer beater last second. You guys got to fly home. Musically speaking, what is kind of the difference? Um, you know, you guys, you guys pull out a late win and you're you're going home, or you're in the locker room celebrating, or 
you know, it's mm-hmm. you're on the plane and it's it's sad. What's kind of the difference in terms of you know musically what the locker room might be like, the bus might be like, the plane might be like after that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I said, there is no difference. Um, if you if you soak after a loss in this league, is you know they're just going to keep piling up, and so. Um, the quicker you can, you know, look and see what you did wrong and notice what you did wrong and correct it going forward. Um, but you got to keep a, a positive mindset. Like games yeah. come so fast. Like the moment you sit and sulk and dwell on a, a loss or a game, it's just going to keep piling and getting worse. So um, there's really no change uh, in music or, you know, like, or the vibes. Like I said, um, we just keep going. So, so. Uh, that's a winning right. attitude. So people are still bumping yeah. little baby after like a forty point loss potentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're on the plane. Yeah. Right. Everybody's watching their show or right. cars, whatever they're doing, and Fair enough. you know we're having fun still. Looking at your personal journey, you're an LA guy, California guy. Went from it. I can't think of a more different market. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been great. Uh, honestly, you know my first year coming out of college, it kind of being in New York and Long Island. That was the first jump, and that kind of warmed me up to kind of get into Minnesota. So um, it was good that, that that happened the way it did and um, just got got me prepared for being in Minnesota. But it's, it's fun out here, man. It's a great city. It's very underrated. Um, it's very fun. There's a lot of things to do out here. The people are great. They've embraced me, and I've embraced them. So it's, it's super fun out here. I love it. My wife loves it. We appreciate everyone out here, and it's been it's been fun. It sounds like you have your free agent pitch down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Speaking of other cities, obviously when you're on the road traveling, what arenas do you find have sort of the best music to get you in the zone? Oh, be- good arena music. Yeah, yeah. Best best atmosphere versus are there ones where you're like, I gotta I gotta do some work myself to to get myself in the zone because it's just dead in here and it's not doing it for me. Yeah. But that's interesting because I can't really name one because usually by the time I, I'm one of the earlier groups that does like my shooting time, my pregame work on the court. Okay, yeah. So sometimes the DJ is not even there. So I'm kind of just shooting in silence. But, but then like towards the end of my workout, they may come out and start playing a few sets and stuff. So um, that's a tough one for me to respond to. Um, so, yeah, I'm not I'm going to leave that answer open. <laughs> I'm wondering if I were to pull you aside your junior year when you're every great year and basically say tell you where you would be five, what is that five six years down the line now would you believe yeah. me would you have said yeah that seems plausible i believe so yeah because uh you know where i'm at now is something that i've always you know dreamt of and, and thought and knew i could be um but i had just posted a photo right now my, me and my wife talk about it all the time how you know people say you know i would never be in the nba i was too small couldn't shoot couldn't do this couldn't do that and uh, uh and I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, let's 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 see, let's see if you're right. And I'm I'm just always looking to to prove people wrong. So yeah, I, I probably would agree to to that. Is there a guy who maybe was a, a more undersized guy that you you saw came up in the league before you that kind of served as as an inspiration for you know for you to get where you wanted to be? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, there's uh, there's quite a few. I mean, back in the day, Allen Iverson was somebody yeah. I looked up to. And then, I mean, you got smaller guys, not necessarily my height, but, you know, TJ McConnell's pretty small. He put, We played against him at Arizona a couple times. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's a great he's backup tough. point guard yeah. in the NBA. Um, Trey Burke was good as well. Um, you know, and then even, like, the smaller guys, 
such as like the Steph Curry's and, you know, guys like that, you know, they're shorter and not as built and as strong. So there's different ways we got to be creative and, and do stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, there's a couple guys that I looked up to that kind of, you know, helped my game. There's, there's um, a pretty good history of NBA players venturing into music. I'm just thinking of like Damian Lillard, Shaq. Mm-hmm. Miles one. Bridges more recently. Miles Bridges. <laughs> Who, who's the best NBA rapper? <laughs> Yeah. Or musician uh, for that matter. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe best, someone is just a best singer. NBA yeah. rapper. Dame Dame's definitely up there. Dame I listened to a couple of Dame tracks in okay. the summer and Dame's go. one of them. And to be honest, uh I mean he doesn't put his music out, but but Ant. Yeah, and and wow. got some stuff to him, so he could do a lot of things. But he could ju- definitely jump jump on a track and, and drop a hit for sure. Maybe maybe if you guys make a deep playoff run, we'll get that uh we'll get that Ant single that we've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I'll, I'll see if I can get him to do that. So tell me a little about the clothing line. Yeah, yeah. So my clothing line partnered with uh, with Boosted Clothing. Um, you know, they helped me release my, my merch. You guys can go and check it out at jmacmerch.club. Um, we got hoodies, shirts, shorts, sweats, um, a little bit of everything. Even uh, unisex kid sizes. Um, go ahead and check that out. I, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm, for awesome. sure. Jordan, you're the man for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. That was our interview with Jordan McLaughlin. Uh, Mason, what did you think? Oh, man, J-Mac, it's always good to talk to him. I thought he offered some great insight about, uh, you know, where the Timberwolves stand right now, his favorite music, some of the best rappers in the NBA. Thank you all for listening to the 53% of you who are men and the 47% of you who are women. I just want to give one big shout-out here. Please go follow us on social media. You can find us at Instagram, at RotationPod and on Twitter at pod underscore rotation. And if you are liking what you're listening to, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, whatever, please leave us a review. It'll help us keep growing and keep boosting. Much appreciated if you could do that. And thank you. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.